I was always, I always like the entrepreneur type was like, oh, I got to have this like one in a billion idea and then like it'll take off. And a lot of people, I, I feel like even successful entrepreneurs, some of them and business people, like they still think that way. And in school, like we had venture capitalists coming in and they were like, the idea doesn't fucking matter. They're like, it's the team. They're like, get over this idea thing. Someone else has thought of it. Like someone yeah. would come up with this idea and be like, I was the first person like, nope, I've heard of that one before. <laughs> There's like yeah. three other people in Palo Alto working on it right now. Welcome to the On Growth Podcast. I'm Josh Ledgard. Our guest today, Matt Haugen, shares his journey of turning his passion for racing and drifting into a growing and successful business. He highlights how he used the Kickoff Labs campaign and other marketing tools to grow his email list by 14,000 leads in just one month. Enjoy the show and make sure to give that subscribe button a whirl in your podcast platform of choice. All right, we are live in the On Growth podcast, and today I'm talking with Matt Haugen, um, and he's from Haugen Racing. Um, I assume you are the owner, correct? Yep. <laughs> cool. Uh, it, people can't tell from the background. There is a really cool, a couple of really cool uh, pictures of cars behind uh, behind uh, Matt here today. Um, he has a pretty cool business. So I'd love if you just kind of start and tell us a bit about like your business. Yeah. So uh, Haugen Racing is obviously my last name. Um, it's a very creative name for the business. <laughs> um, it's one of those things where it started as like a side project. Um, I, I was always, I won't drag on too long, but I was always, um, I was always focused on building a business and then using that to like fund my hobby rather than trying to make my hobby my business. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I went to, um, ASU for my undergrad in entrepreneurship, and then I went to the University of Southern California and got my master's of science in entrepreneurship and innovation. And throughout that whole journey, I had probably like seven different startups. Um, and it was always about, I like got more and more addicted to drifting and cars kind of as time went throughout. I mean, mm -hmm. even at like three years old, I was obsessed with cars and into them and that, that obsession just grew. And so then like, you know, by the time it was grad school, it was like, all right, I had Haugen Racing, and I was like, I'm going to have this business, and then I'm going to be able to fund my racing and drifting with this other business that's outside of automotive. Mm -hmm. um, long story short, that last business failed, and it was like, I was living at home, I moved back home with my parents, and I was like, well, it, and it was right when COVID started, and so I was like, well, what do we do now? Um, and I had Haugen Racing going, I was kind of doing the two businesses at the same time, and I decided tell us, tell us to, a, like just just stop you there. So tell people yeah. what uh, what the business of Haugen Racing is. Yeah, sorry, I was I was getting there. My bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Haugen Racing um, it, it started out with really just like my journey in racing, and now what it really is is I'm a professional drift driver. So if you've ever seen Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, yep. um, where they go sideways around the corners, we have competitions for that. And there's actually a professional drifting series now the issue is it's not like nascar or formula one where there's millions of dollars in it for the drivers yeah. um, you, there's not much prize money at all so if you want to be successful in drifting um you got to find some other sources of income and so for me mine is the youtube channel is my main source besides sponsors 
Um, mm -hmm. So we upload five videos a week um, all around cars and drifting. So I'll do like vlog type videos, which I'm sure many of you are familiar with, um, where I'm just showing kind of behind the scenes. Um, I build a lot of cars that we drift with, so we'll show the builds. And then I do a lot of reaction videos um, as well as video games. So it's really the driving in real life, the YouTube channel, merchandise is another one. So I got one of our t-shirts on right now, but we do t-shirts, stickers, successors for you and your car. Cool. So, so you, uh, so when you said earlier, like uh, I had these five other businesses or you seven businesses, you said you'd, uh, you'd started. I can't keep track. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you said earlier, seven businesses and you're like, I'm going to get one of these going so I can like fund my hobby. Um, so Hagen racing was your hobby, right? Yep. Yeah. So I was, you know, diving in more into like trying out racing just for fun. And then I kind of got into drifting. Um, and since like 16 years old, I've been building cars for the SEMA show, um, which is like a big, it's like the biggest convention for um, automotive for like mm -hmm. aftermarket um, and racing and, and also OEM stuff. So, yep. yeah, but it was always like, let's do like I had a I had a golf invention. I'm not even really into that golf, but I was like, let's try to build this up and then I can use, you know, my profits to fund my racing. And then yep. finally I just gave in and I was like, all right, let's just make a business out of racing. What, what was your golf invention? Um, so it's called 20-7. Um, there's like, are, are you a golfer? Uh, I've golfed a, like a couple times a year, but I'm not a okay. huge like golf person. It's like a weird rule. That's probably why it didn't take off. And only like really competitive or like strict golfers and professionals know it. But like rule 20-7 is um, basically, you know, if your ball is in the way of someone else's when you're yep. putting, you got to mark it and move it. Mm -hmm. If you don't put your ball right in the same exact spot as where it was, um, it's a two-stroke penalty. And so normally you'll never get like no one's ever going to call you on that and just like fun games yeah um i mean you just got to get back in a similar spot but in pro um if they don't put it in that exact same spot they get a two-stroke penalty so i had a golf ball marker that you could essentially flip and it had an arrow on it and it said move yeah. and so then you would basically lay your club down next to the marker take the marker put it on the other end of your club and flip it over and so then when yeah. you came back you'd lay your club down and put the marker or put the ball on the other end of the club. And it was yep. in the exact same spot every time. So it was <laughs> kind of gimmicky, but it was, I don't know. I, yeah. I can see why, I can see why. Cause you needed like a really specific audience. So it's hard to like reach just that very specific audience of the competitive golfers. And they had to think it was like better than the alternative. Right. Like, yeah. So. And, and no one's calling them on it really. And I, yeah, I was like 20 when I was doing this or 19. It was just like, I was just kind of trying stuff and learning yeah. about business and entrepreneurship. So. What, what got you into wanting to do your, your own business? So it sounds like you kind of like went to school and you're like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Like some people kind of fall into it over time. Some people just know that that's what they want to do. And you sound like the person just kind of knew this is what you wanted to do. I don't, I don't know exactly. I mean, a lot of stuff's environmental, right? So my dad was um, not necessarily an entrepreneur, but he had a successful like one successful small business um, or even medium sized business. So when I grew up, I saw I would, you know, visit him in the office and he was like the boss, right? Like he was yeah. the leader. It was his business. And so that was the environmental thing, I think, that I, I kind of saw. And but even so, like that doesn't necessarily mean I would see my life going that way. But 
I remember where my dad would tell me when I was just really little, I was like, someday I'm going to have my own business, dad. And I was like, and you can be up front. And when people come asking for Matt, you can be like, let me go see if he can talk to you. He's in the back. Like, you know, like I just, I don't know. It was in my mind that I was going to do that. So. That's cool. All right. So let's keep going now to, to, uh, let's say you eventually found kickoff labs to run a contest. And so what was going on? Like what motivated you to say, Hey, I'm going to try running a contest. Like what was your motivation for wanting to do that? So I've done some giveaways before. Um, not in this way. Um, I'm on the side. One of my other failed startups was like streetwear and high fashion. And I've always just been into fashion, um, forever. Like as long as I've been into cars. And so I've seen people do these like shoe giveaways, which I'm sure you guys are very familiar with. Um, For your listeners, it's like the Yeezys and the different Adidas and Nikes and Jordans when they come out, they'll do raffles um, to basically to be able to purchase the pairs because they're so limited. Mm -hmm. And then it also gets rid of robots just buying them all. And so I started, I've known about those and I've entered those a ton and I know them, at least from the customer side, I know them really well how they operate. You know, it's like, you sign up with their email, you get a certain amount of entries, mm-hmm. you follow their social media, you get a certain amount, you refer a friend, blah, blah, blah. And then you get entered to get a chance to buy the shoes. Um, and so I've always been interested in other industries and like taking those things into whatever business I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did a steering wheel giveaway like a couple of years ago and I just did it on social media. It was one of those ones where you like the post, share the post, follow, follow the steering wheel manufacturer and you get entered to win. So mm-hmm. I've done a couple of things like that. But when I hit 100,000 subscribers on YouTube, I wanted to do something um, to further the growth, growth, celebrate it, and then also try to get back to my subscribers. Um, and so I was like, I want to give away a drift sim, which is just a racing simulator um, for drifting. And, and you know, I, a lot of people were like, well, why don't you just do it? I was kind of asking people how they'd like it to be done. Cause I like, I'm always looking for customer feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's the best way to make a decision is just let yep. your customers tell you, you know, and a lot of them are saying, well, why don't we, you know, every, every merch, every dollar gets you an entry. And I was like, you know, I know that's done a lot. I see a lot of people do that, but it, there's a lot of kids out there that follow me and subscribe to the YouTube that, I mean, they don't even have like access to a credit card or they, if they are old enough, they don't really have any money. Like they're living yeah. like paycheck to paycheck. So they're, they're not even going to spend a dollar to enter most likely. Um, the other thing I was like, I remember the shoe giveaways. I was like, look at all the emails they're capturing and the social media followers and the YouTube subscriptions, all that stuff. And so I was like, I'd rather go this route, which is a little bit more risky, but try to build a solid email list off of this and mm-hmm. also start intertwining all the networks. So the people that subscribe to me on YouTube, they probably haven't checked me out on Instagram yet. Yep. And so that's kind of how I went down this road. And um, So kind of your seed yeah. audience going in. I mean, that's uh, impressive to get to 100,000 um, subscribers on YouTube. So at the time you hit that, how large was your, your email list? at that point six thousand about six thousand yeah but you hadn't it doesn't sound like you'd done too much too terribly much to promote the email list other than like what was going on on the store no it's just like i do when you the first time you go to my website or whenever you like delete your cookies it'll pop back up yep 
and it'll say, um, you know, sign up for our email list and get 10% off your first order. Yeah. Um, just simple stuff like that to build it. So I'm yeah. curious because I know somebody will ask the question. Um, how do you feel like you got to a hundred thousand people on on YouTube? Uh, how did how did you grow that list? Uh, science. As large as it was? Science. <laughs> Seriously, I said that jokingly, but honestly, it's um, I started out doing what I wanted to do on YouTube. That didn't work, and I don't think it does really work. And then I started paying attention to what is working and trying to do it better. Um, well, I think I do it better. <laughs> yeah. So what? And, what so when you say, can you can you go into a little bit more detail there? Like what was, what, what so, was working and like what, how do you think you did it better? So you look at like I wanted to first just do like behind the scenes like videos of like events and stuff, and that does work for some people. But I started noticing, for example, I saw someone do some how to drift videos. So they were teaching people how to drift, and the production wasn't that great. It was from a professional driver. Um, a better driver than I was at that point for sure. Um, but that was all he had. He had that he was a great professional driver, but the video was crap. The title wasn't good. The thumbnail wasn't good. Um, there was no SEO. The description was terrible, all that stuff. And so I was like, I can do all this stuff better because I've researched and I've looked at the guys that are making videos work. And I'm looking at the SEO that they're using, the way they're titling and thumbnailing videos. And so then I put all that stuff onto a well-produced how to drift video um, and it worked that was like our first um, bigger video that's not like viral but it was like half a million views or something um, and so I just continually do that I like and I keep spreading out so I went how to drifts then I did video games then I did sim drifting these are all different sectors that people build entire YouTube channels off of mm -hmm. but I'm trying to do like four or five of them basically um, you're trying, thing to do, like, you're trying to entry like your videos you'd say are probably like like the 100 level like videos so you might have somebody who like does like really super in depth in some of these things but you're like let's let's at the, hit the 80 percent case of like how do you drift <laughs> like like yeah. answering these basic questions right when it's things like i'm always i look at the analytics i shouldn't i look at them more than i should on youtube but there's so much you can learn from them um youtubes are honestly awesome way better in my opinion than like instagram or facebook or TikTok. I think you can learn a lot more from YouTube's, but you look at a couple of things. You look at your click-through rate and your watch time. Click-through rate tells you um, they showed someone the video, you got the impression, did they click it and watch it, right? If your click-through rates, there's averages. Um, yeah. And if your click-through rate's low, it's very simple. Either your thumbnail or title or both sucked. And so yeah. then if it didn't work, try a different title with the same style thumbnail. Try the same title but a different thumbnail right and as you do that you start learning kind of what are works. you re-uploading the videos in each of these cases or are you just like no, modifying never. the properties of the videos and just I'll have, to, to... I'll have to make a new version of that video you never want to delete a video and re-upload it so it's yeah. like i made how to drift um i made how to drift a car in 10 minutes and let's say okay let's say i made how to drift a car in 10 minutes it didn't work i'm going to do how to drift a car in five minutes with a different thumbnail it's basically the same video, but we refilmed everything. Like it's a completely new video, but yeah. the same concept, just with a slightly different adjustments. So you're like leaving the other content up there, but you're just like constantly refining and saying like, let's just work until we optimize that click-through rate and watch time of the video. Yeah. As you said, science. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, that's that's a that's a perfect that's a perfect explanation. So you would just do this over and over again for different like categories of videos that you'd find that seemed like there was an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And then again, it's like paying attention to what people are watching and what they're asking for and what they like. I read every single one of my comments, um, and I'm always asking. I'm like, "What did you guys like about this video? What didn't you like? What could we do better?" And I get feedback on it, and it's amazing. The bigger you get and the more comments you get, you know, the more data you're getting. And so it just like, it gets better and better. Um, now I'll even ask, I'll say, Hey, what should I react to next? And I'll get, you know, 30 or 40 comments saying yep. this, 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 and this. And so then if I see five comments seeing the same thing, you know, maybe that's worth making a video on. Right. And yep. it seems to work. So I wanted to make it sound really smart by saying science. It's not that complicated, but yeah. It's just paying attention, I think. No, it's, it's paying attention to what to what works and what people react to. I mean, we did the same thing with Kickoff Labs. Like when we started, like we just started paying attention to what customers were like using the tool for and like talking to them and being like, oh, you know, nobody's using these two things. We probably don't even need them, but like everybody's using these four features. So like let's totally like go deeper on those features and like following a customer, especially like following like you know passionate and paying customers, has never really steered us wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's now let's get in. You only have a few, right? That's the tricky <laughs> part, I think. When you only have like a couple, but the more mass you get, I think it starts to. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's it's really yeah. hard, like in the beginning. So in the beginning, I'd say we we did a lot more like qualitative interviews. Like we just like anybody who used the product, I want to actually talk about them and kind of make the decision for myself: is this the person we want to follow or not the person we want to follow? Um, yeah. Uh, before we had enough data to say like you know people going through the system. Anyway, so let's go back to now we're at the point you've got 6K email um, um, email subscribers, 100K people on YouTube, and to celebrate, you want to do a giveaway. So you've got this really cool uh, drifting sim, um, and you, you've seen these other contests, um, and you want to do something similar. How did you find Kickoff Labs? Google. Google. What were you, I'll, just for my own use, what were you Googling for? Uh, I don't want to tell you the wrong things because I know it's important. I believe I tried looking, but every, everybody hides it pretty well. But I tried looking at some of like the shoe contests and stuff yeah. and see who they were using. And then I started looking up like um, like viral giveaways, uh, referral giveaways. Um, yep. I think I just searched shoe giveaways as well, like giveaway websites or like, um, what was the other term I used? I should take a screenshot that would have been valuable for you. But, uh, fine. Um, and then I started, and then I got like a couple that I was like, these guys look legit. They have good testimonials and business, like big businesses that work with them. And then I sorted it by features. And I believe, I can't remember exactly what feature it was, but you guys were the only ones that really had it and maybe at a decent price. There might have been one other person, but they're really expensive. Um, but I just kind of sorted through that. I liked your guys's like the UI and then also um, the testimonials you had and then the features as well. Um, I will say I was kind of bummed that, you can cut this out if you want, but I was kind of bummed that there was an integration with Squarespace and Shopify yep. only, um, but your team was amazing on trying to make it work with my Squarespace store, we were back and forth for like a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, so that was good. I mean, that that's like, I would definitely yeah. recommend you guys over and over again, just because of that. It's like, 
I was trying to force something that you guys didn't have set up yet, yeah. but you guys did your best to make it work. No, it was one of the reasons I was just in talking to you because I was going through some of the threads and support with people that we're going to interview. And, and uh, we are absolutely investing in like more integrations with store platforms. And so like mm -hmm. that's one of our big pushes for this year is like how can we integrate easy and even make it simpler even with Shopify or with the store. So it's just like one click and you get the contest running on your site. Yeah. Because that was huge for me because I wanted to basically the way I did it is I wanted to start out where it was completely free and it, it stayed free forever, but like the only option was free options. So it was email, subscribe to YouTube, like on Facebook. Um, you could view, I think you could only view a post on Instagram and TikTok. Correct me if I'm wrong. You can't actually like, they don't allow you to, um, you don't have the integration to like say they followed and get the result, yeah. but it's, you can just put whatever you want for the text, right? So I put follow. I'm sure yep. there's some people that are smart enough, they just click the link. Yep. But I also captured some other people that went and actually followed. So, and they unfollow some later on, but yeah, um, it worked, you know? And once I was like a week or two in, I had maybe, I don't know, I don't remember how many, a lot of entries, like half or something of like my overall, then I was like, I want to introduce buying merch for extra entries. Mm -hmm. um, and so a lot of people did take advantage of that. But the coolest thing is, you know, the highest entered person didn't win, but the highest entered person never bought any merch. They just went like to town on getting referrals and they had like 700 entries from referrals. Um, and he had like a small YouTube channel and was putting it like in all his videos, all over his social media. So, you know, I, I think doing it that way where the, with the referral thing and the buying merch can kind of make it fair. It's like, if you want to put the work in, you can still get a buttload of entries or you can buy your way. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's definitely part of, that's definitely part of our vision for like keeping people engaged. And that's a fairly common thing that people tell us is like, Hey, you found out this person like had like most of the referrals and like in some cases people tell us we didn't even know the person had this like niche YouTube channel about this thing. Um, did you know that person beforehand? Nope. <laughs> no. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you uh, did you reach out to him or do anything for him after the contest since he was plastering it all over? Yeah, I did. So <laughs> he he. I was like, I had COVID and then everyone was bugging me because I said it was ending. And I was like, guys, like I'm, I'm trying. I was like, all right, we're gonna do the giveaway. So I did it live on Instagram. And then the guy that had the buttload of referrals, he, he like hit me up right away and was like, dude, like, uh, he's like, I'm bummed. I like promoted it so much. And I was like, all right. I was like, I'll give you like a consolation prize. So I gave him the same as third place. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, it's worth something. having a relationship with those people, right? Because like now, if you do something else in the future, you know, like he he might still like he'll do this, could do something similar for you. Yeah. Um, cool. So I mean, when I looked at the, I was going through the uh, the the contest, and um, you had, uh, I mean, it was a pretty simple. I mean, you just basically like it looks like you just took one of our templates and kind of just modified it with your images. So like, um. I just, I mean, you've got, you know, basically, um, and I'll post the images so people can see with the post in this in the show notes. Uh, but you've got, you feature in the top of the page, um, the 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 big giveaway, the the drift sim, um, 
and then you've got the countdown, and then you've got just a really simple first name, email address to enter, um, the, their current number of entries, and it looks like you did, as you said, like purchase merch, like get friends to sign up for extra points, follow, uh, subscribe on YouTube, follow Instagram, follow TikTok, like us on Facebook. Um, and you were just tracking people, tracking people that way. Um, and it, at the end results, um, if you don't mind me, uh, do you mind me sharing your numbers here? No, of course not. Yeah. Well, it looks like you captured um, about 14,500 leads captured um, in the contest. Um, how many of those were email addresses you think you didn't have previously in your email list? Uh, like most of them. I don't think there wasn't like a lot of crossover because my email list is now, and I'm probably messing up the numbers a little bit, but I think my email list is now 22,000. Yeah. So there wasn't a lot of crossover. And I use MailChimp, so it like, you know, Yep. make sure it's not doubling up on emails and stuff yeah so i've uh well some have unsubscribed and shit like that but twenty three thousand three hundred and seventy contacts and i going in it was like six or seven thousand yep so did you uh notice a an increase in like followers on on the social channels as well since you were primarily doing that outside of the purchases yeah there was a jump in there's a, a big jump in youtube subscribers um, I think a lot of the people that entered the giveaway and were watching the videos, I mean, you, like percent, like watch time from viewers is always really low. Like you, you're getting a lot more. It's like any social media. They're not, they don't all subscribe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people finally committed to subscribing or realized yep. they hadn't been subscribed. So that was where a lot of the growth was. Yeah. Um, Instagram was okay, um, and TikTok got a little bit. Um, yeah. Facebook got a decent jump actually. Now that yep. I think about it. Um, but it, I think the YouTube was cool, um, cause it made people realize, oh, I'm not subscribed, you know, and I watch this guy's videos. So, so what, what other things did you do personally to promote the contest? Um, I just posted it on social media and YouTube. I didn't do any paid advertising or marketing. How long did, uh, how long did you run it for? A month. A month. Um, yeah. And then for the uh, for the YouTube, were you because you said you do five videos a week? Were you mentioning it in during those like videos that were being posted that in those uh, in those four weeks? Yeah, yeah, pretty much every one of them, um, especially heavier on the videos relevant, like really relevant to the sim giveaway, like the sim drifting videos. I was doing two of those a week, and so in that, um, the little like kind of shout out was a little bit longer, and then in the reaction videos and other types, I would just make sure I quick did it at the start like you know guys don't forget we just hit 100k subs on youtube we're giving away a drift sim you know details are in the description you know something real quick um and then yeah just posting it on social media some but mainly just youtube and then it just goes getting referred like crazy like everybody just passing around because no one i'm not a i i don't know of anyone that's given away a full drift sim um, yeah. maybe it's been done i'm not saying i'm the first but i've never heard of it and so i think my viewers hadn't heard of it and so they were all excited about it and everybody mm-hmm. was kind of sharing it around and saying like i don't think i could do this again with this much success maybe but it's pretty special like being it being the first one yeah we'll probably try it again though <laughs> that was one of my next questions like if, if uh w- would you try a contest uh, a giveaway like that again that was my next yeah question. i want to do another one at 200k 
Um, I'd like to give away maybe two drift sims. Um, I just don't think it'll be as successful. I don't know. We can see. You'll have double the seat audience at least. <laughs> so. True. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, um, I, it'll be interesting to see. I just I know like when I did the steering wheel giveaway on Instagram, it went insane. I gained like so many freaking followers on Instagram. And then I saw a bunch of other people try to copy doing it. It did not work even close to the same. Like no yeah. one was able to replicate it. Um, yeah. And it's in a small, my small little niche, but I'm just saying like, so I could be wrong, but I think being able to do something really unique like that, and it's the first, it's it's hard to replicate. Now I could do something bigger, right? You know, go away, car, which yeah. I want to do in the future too. Yeah. Um, who do you uh, who do you look for like online like for inspiration for like your ideas your marketing ideas your education like are there other people you follow that you're like huge fans of or like you know what do you where do you where do you get your inspiration from? I've never been asked that question honestly. Um, I'll be honest, a lot was from my education. Like I got a lot from uh, ASU and especially USC. Like that was a really intensive, the, the whole program was to have students come in that want to get their masters and launch their own business, or if they already had a pre-existing business, really make it serious. Um, mm -hmm. And so I learned so much in that. Um, now it's just from, I just pay attention as a customer, but I'm always like looking at it and trying to analyze it from the business's perspective. Mm -hmm. So just anything, any social media, YouTube videos. Like I'm always kind of feel like I'm, I'm enjoying taking in content, but I'm also kind of studying it. I think like yep. subconsciously, you know, but there's no, like, I don't have like a guru or like a book or like a guy yeah. I follow or anything like that. Just kind of, just kind of watch everything. And I guess one of the big things I learned in undergrad was like the, I can't remember the exact term. Um, not blue sea, but it's like a business term, but it's essentially like taking something from one industry that works and just putting it in another industry. Like, I feel like a lot of people have been in one industry for so long and they only do it the way everyone else is doing it in the industry. Yeah. And so I always like looking at, like, I'm interested in a lot of different stuff. And so I'm like, why wouldn't that thing in fashion work within cars or that thing in health products work within YouTube, you know, whatever it is. So I feel like yep. for me, that's kind of, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, mixing, mixing, mixing and matching is, uh, is, is huge. Like it's not even just like within the industry, but like, Oh, something works really well on like Instagram. Like has anybody tried it on TikTok in this space yet? And like, nobody has, then like, it's probably worth trying. Cause like yeah, it's an audience is an audience. Like people yeah. react just because they're on one network versus another doesn't mean they react differently necessarily. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Cool. How many cars do you own? I'm curious. I think like eight. Like eight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite car? Uh, I don't know. Either the Lambo, that one, <laughs> <laughs> or my R34, which is not behind me, but yeah. I got a, like a, it's a Nissan Skyline R34. It's like, if you watch Fast and Furious, it's like the car Paul Walker drove, not the orange Supra, but like the silver yeah. car with the blue stripes, and like okay. the, the round tail lights. It's a pretty iconic tuner car and 
that's just like a dream car of mine. That's really, that's really cool. Um, yeah. what, uh, what advice would you have to, uh, to anybody else who's got, you know, a passion, like a store, um, similar to what you've got, um, going on and they're trying to build their audience. What advice, things that we haven't talked about, would you give them? Could be contest related or not contest related, just sort of in general when it comes to growing their audience. I'm going to go like kind of basic, but I don't feel like a lot of people learn about this. And we talked about it some, but customer discovery is like the actual term. Um, it's, I think it's get, gotten a little bit more mainstream, but it was really like a startup term and like the like Palo Alto and like Los Angeles, like startup scenes and venture capital. Like anyone that's in that scene knows the term customer discovery, but it's really about getting out of your own head and not saying, not like me, let's say me and you are starting a business and we're like, oh, our customers are going to love this. They're going to love it at this price, this color, and this is for sure our customer, but we haven't gone out and actually talked to anybody. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing is, and sometimes it's hard to figure out how to do that, but the biggest thing is, is paying attention to your customers and going out and talking to them before you just make decisions on your own. Um, and so anything you can do to gather feedback and info um, is important. Another thing I'd say is make sure you're not baiting them into giving you the answer you wanna hear. Mm -hmm. That's like a big one. So careful how you word your questions and stuff. Um, but like, I honestly think people who can do customer discovery well can, can go really far because I, I just, I think that's one of the biggest things in business personally. I personally, I just, I just love talking to like, I, I, I love this business cause I love talking to all the different customers cause we have customers in so many different industries. And so for me, it's just like, it's entertaining to talk to like folks like you is like, Oh, I never really thought about that. There's people who are just like their career is like drifting and they turn that hobby into like, into, into a business. And so that's just fun to see all over the different space. I'll bet that's fun. I'm like, as you said that, I like got chills. I was like, man, you get to talk to like a lot of interesting people and learn about interesting businesses. Like, that's cool. Yeah, I is what it, one of the it's funny. It's one of the things it's definitely taught me is like there's there's not necessarily bad business ideas ever because there's lots of people I talk to. I'm like, I have no idea how you turn that into a business, but kudos to you. It it worked because I never would have thought it would work. Um, <laughs> But like, there's just like, there's, there's the, there's bad fit sometimes of like the people who are like, maybe you're not the right person for that business. And so like, it's, it's always the best is when you find that person who's a good fit for the business and they've got a cool business. Um, you know, that was like, on that note, that was like one of the biggest things in grad school that they kept talking about. Cause I was always, I was like the entrepreneur type was like, oh, I got to have this like one in a billion idea and then like, it'll take off. And a lot of people I feel like even successful entrepreneurs, some of them and business people, like they still think that way. And in school, like we had venture capitalists coming in and all our professors were successful entrepreneurs themselves, like big. And they were like, the idea doesn't fucking matter. They're like, it's the team. They're like, get over this idea thing. Someone else has thought of it. Like someone yeah. would come up with this idea and be like, I was the first person like, nope, I've heard of that one before. <laughs> There's like yeah. three other people in Palo Alto working on it right now. And they're like, it's the team. And so I was like, that helped me a lot because I was like, you think about how many people are in the world, like someone else has thought of this idea. So yeah. once you can kind of let that go, then it's like, all right, how do we do it the best? How do we have a good team? All that stuff. Exactly. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That was a big one for me, though, because I, I was always that guy. I was like, I need that. I have like an idea list. It was yeah. like, 
hundreds <laughs> of ideas. And I'm like, this has never been thought of before. <laughs> I own a lot of different domains and a lot of different things. So I'm just like, I'm just like, well, this one pays the bills though. <laughs> it's really fun and it's still fun to pay the bills. But I'm like, yeah, like I've still got like all the domains. I've I've got domains for tons of different ideas. I'm like, yeah. it's a great idea. Let me start by buying the domain and then doing nothing else. <laughs> that's so funny i got a couple of those too i got a good one i'm like i'm waiting for somebody to come buy it from me it's a uh, how to drift.com i bought that one because like the search term is so sick but yeah i don't know yeah <laughs> just funny i built the website out like just for myself and i might do something with it eventually but you gotta stay focused i think that's another yeah. big one is like uh, and now you got me talking but like so many people it, there's this like, and I feel like it's kind of toxic, but there's this whole thing right now of like having multiple businesses and side hustles and stuff. And I'm like, man, I'm still a big believer in get one, focus on it, get it sustainable, and then do the next one. Like stop yeah. trying to do like six different things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> you're fun to talk. <laughs> so. Yeah. Have a great, have a great weekend, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for hitting me up. We'll uh, yeah. we'll do another one soon. So. Yep, we'll do. All right. All right. See ya.